Today is uh, Asara Beteves, as well as the yard site of uh, Moreno Rav Moshe Shapiro Zechitalik Levracha, who was Nifter seven years ago. You can remember it was the first year we came to America, to Chicago, with Rav Moshe's Bracha and and encouragement. So, <clears throat> I have to say, Bishaito, and to this day it resonates with me tremendously that in retrospect, I couldn't have imagined a more appropriate date for Rav Moshe to be nifter than uh, in these days. The so Gemara in, uh, in the end of Megillus Tainus tells us that the Ivanim forced Klausel to, tra- to translate the Torah into Greek, and that was on the 8th of Teves. And with that, three days of darkness descended onto the world. Why three days of darkness? So, the 8th, the 9th, and the 10th. So, Rav Moshe points out that the truth is all three days had a tragedy. And the 8th of Teves was the last one. It, so, it started with Asara Beteves, where Nebuchadnezzar encircled Yerushalayim, which ultimately led to the destruction of Bais Rishon. On the ninth of Teves, Ezra Sofer passed away. Ezra, the Gemara tells us, is also Malachi, the last of the Nevim. That's, of course, happening already. Ezra was from the Anchik Nesagdola, who rebuilt by Shani. So that happened later. And then, finally, already uh, once the Yavan takes over for Paras, then this last third of the tragedies, the being forced to translate the Septuagint, the translate the Torah into Yivoni, that was the third tragedy, the tenth, the ninth, and the eighth. And so with that, three days of darkness descended into the world. Now the obvious question is, why is it that until the tragedy of the 8th of Teves, was there no darkness in the world? You expected Nebuchadnezzar surrounding Yerushalayim, a day of darkness. Ezra Cipher, the last of the Nevi'im, passes away, 9th of Teves, a day of darkness. And then, when the Yivonim forces to translate the Torah into Yivoni, another day of darkness. That's not how it happened. It is with the Translation of Torah into Yivoni, three days of darkness come into the world. So first we'll take a minute to understand what are these three tragedies and how do the three of them make a unit, make a, a one entity. Encircling Yerushalayim is itself, we spoke about it uh, also on Shavasar Tammuz. The, these 
encircling Yerushalayim seems to be not such a massive thing. I mean, there have been cities, walled cities especially, that have been encircled. They held out in the siege for a long time. And then maybe it'll go well. Maybe they won't be able to breach the walls. Maybe they'll turn back. They'll go back. What is exactly so tragic about the besieging of Yerushalayim? It's an important development. But it needs, it needs to be understood. L'chaira, it means, Moshe explained, because Yerushalayim is not meant to be a place which is enclosed by itself. Yerushalayim is meant to be uh, the, the heart that pumps the blood to the, to the rest of the body. It's meant to be the place from which Torah goes out to all of Eretz Yisrael. And if it's encircled, if it's cut off, it's a tragedy where the Yerushalayim, being the Mokom HaTorah, the place of uh, where people would go to seek out the word of Hashem, that you wouldn't be able to do it anymore. And and it's, uh, it's a Bechina of, you can have your Torah, but your Torah may not go out and transform the rest of your life. It may not impact. You, know, you learn in the base Midrash, you know, for an hour in the morning, and then, okay, th- then you go, and then the rest of the day is disconnected from that Limud. It's disconnected from Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim by itself, you could have that little thing over there. But it's not going to define the entire country. And that is a tragedy. That our day-to-day actions, the people that are working the fields out in the Galil and down in the in the in the Negev, are not uh, being impacted by the Torah of Yerushalayim. Then, the ninth of Teves, the last of the Nevi'im, passed away. The uh, some of the Mefarshim and Megillus Tainus also say that on that day. Yeshua Notri was born. What's the connection between those two? There's a uh, a Navi speaks to the greatness of the Tzalim speaks to the fact that a person, an Adam, can relate to the infinite source of all, to the to the Creator, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to that which is so transcendent, so beyond, and yet a person has, has an ability to be that great, to be able to relate to Hashem. That's what a Navi stands for. The, if you don't have that, if the level of Nevuah is lost, and instead people are relegated to a low level, then there's a natural Yetzirah to want to drag Hashem down to our level. If we can't come up to His level, if we can't be Nevi'im, then we'll make Hashem into man. 
will make God into man. That's the concept of of uh, Yeshu being the God in the supposed to be a God in the form of, of man is so he should be relatable. It's easy to relate to. Instead of us relating to the infinite, to the transcendent, to the beyond, God as a Nevi'im supposed to be, or we're all supposed to be on a certain level of that, instead that was, that was lost and replaced with a, a diminished version of HaKadosh Baruch So we had the first level of Yerushalayim being closed off, is a loss of the Maisim Tovim, that our actions that we go out into the world are not impacted by the Torah that we learn. Now we're talking about the loss of man serving his creator, relating to his creator, being B'Tzalem Malukim, B'Mishamish of serving him and being able to relate. That's the Amud of Avoda, seemingly there's a divine service Carbonos, Tfilos, etc. And then finally, the third pillar is the Torah. The Milos Chasadim, Avoda, and Torah. And that it was clearly diminished on the 8th of Teves, when the Torah, which is Arucha Mina Aretz, Varachava Mina Yam, greater than, than the longest thing we can imagine, and wider than the, the, than the widest thing we can imagine, and deeper than the oceans, is now meant to be constricted and translated into a simple, plain language. That is a constriction, that's a loss of the greatness of the Torah. Now, why is it that when the first two tragedies happened, darkness didn't come into the world? Only with the third tragedy, darkness came into the world? So maybe we can say the, the unfortunate point out that when Miriam passed away, Mir- Miriam, Aaron, and Moshe, the three, the three leaders, three siblings. So Miriam represented the Amud of Gimel's Chasadim of kindness. That's why it was the the Be'er Shal Miriam, the water or the water well flowing water, giving over. And when she passed away, the bear disappeared. What happened then? Moshe brought it back. When Aaron passed away, the Ananiah covered the clouds of glory, which were in his schus, which represent the avoda, the smoke that rises from the from the Mizbeach, etc. So that ceased, and that's why we were attacked by the by the Knani. So. Again, Moshe, in the schus of Moshe, came back. In other words, the Torah has in it, it's more difficult to access, but Moshe Rabbeinu can, can access, can open up the rock to bring out water, and Moshe Rabbeinu can get the Anani Kavod to come back. But with the passing of Moshe Rabbeinu, with the passing, with the loss of Torah, then you lose all three Madragas of Gemilus Chasadim and Avoda and Torah. And that perhaps is what happened during these three days of darkness. And that's why the Avelus was so strong that even Erev Shabbos, 
where we're sitting and fasting, it usually doesn't happen, is because all three pillars are lost. Three days of darkness. Of course, by Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu, there was a replacing those pillars was a very difficult task. But it's something that can be done when we access the depth, when we plummet the depths of the Torah, we can discover that. And if you ever saw that, it was, it was with Rav Moshe Shapiro. By him the Torah was so deep and everything was plummeting the depths more than you could imagine. And that is, uh, that was lost. That was lost to us. we look at these three days, we see that life is shallower than it's supposed to be. The go out, we do things, we do actions, but it's as if our Yerushalayim are, is closed up. It's, it's encircled. I learned Torah, but it doesn't necessarily impact and transform my entire day. And yeah, I daven, but I don't feel I have a relationship to Hashem. I don't feel like I'm talking. I'm not in the presence of Navi. The Iker, the Derech Hashem says, the Iker of a Nevuah is not the fact that the Navi would receive some sort of a message. Lavdavka would even receive a message. The Iker of Nevuah is to be in the Zdabek and Hashem, Tfekus, clinging, being in the presence of Hashem. That's what a Navi is. And a person davening, feeling like you're talking to a wall. Or, Chatzashal, even worse, is feeling like you're talking to a person. And then, of course, the Torah itself being a, uh, a translation, you know, reading, reading it in, he, in, in, in English, and uh, th- that's it. That's, you know, that's what it says. We well, you know there's infinite depth over there. That's uh, whenever we have a tightness, it's a day to introspect, to think about how we can change our lives, how we can be metakin these things, and of course that would be how to fix up that, that to think how can the learning of Torah that I do transform my entire day, that all of my actions should be powered by my Yerushalayim, by my Limud Torah that I'm doing, and how can I rediscover my Tzalem Elohim, how can I rediscover, if not the Navi, but maybe, maybe a Ben Navi, maybe some spirituality uh, in my, in my Avodah, in my Tefillah, and then finally, to learn Torah as deep as we possibly can, that, that would for sure be the lesson that everyone would take away from Ramos Shapiro's His merit should be mogin aleinu, and Beth Hashem, we should have a day of introspection and transformation, be zochah to lift up these three levels of darkness from ourselves and from the Jewish people.